Live from Parts Unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello and welcome to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. My name is Simon Miller and this is a pro wrestling podcast. If this is the first time you've listened, thank you very much for joining me. Uh, I really appreciate it. And yeah, basically what we're going to do is we're going to go through everything that happened in the last seven or so days in the world of wrestling. We're going to talk about it. We're going to analyze it and we're going to get in deep. Uh, and also all these podcasts and everything I do is supported, is sponsored, sponsored the right word, we'll go with it, by patreon.com forward slash Simon Miller 316. If you want to come on the podcast, you can head over to that website right now and, and do just that by pledging some money or just pledge a dollar to help me do this stuff. And I'm really happy to say I do have a patron on this week. His name is Matt, Matt Darley. Matt, thanks for joining me. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm pretty good, Simon. How are you? I'm all right, you know. I'm doing okay. I've got a, a smile on my face as usual, which means at least half the internet is really pissed off at me because that's, <laughs> that's usually what happens. Now, Matt, uh, first and foremost, I want to thank you very much for being a patron. It means the world to me. Uh, genuinely as well. I always say that and people think oh, it doesn't, but it does. I, I can't say thank you enough for uh, supporting me on Patreon. You allow me to do this kind of stuff, so thank you, sir. Uh, you're very welcome. You definitely deserve it. Well, that's very kind of you. Now, before we do get into the nitty-gritty of the week, I want to know more about you because uh, I always find it fascinating how people got into wrestling, what it was uh, that sparked them off. Then I'm sure we'll talk about you know, the the three years you stopped watching wrestling before coming back forever, because <laughs> that just seems to be what everyone does. So what was it? What was, was the catalyst for you to fall in love with this? Um, I, think I, I, must, I think I started watching it around kind of the late 90s, kind of 97, uh, when I was far, far too young to be watching wrestling. Uh, I think I got into it because my cousin would have had it on, because he's a little bit older than me. Um, so I kind of picked it up from him, and then me and my brother just started watching it. Kind of week, week to week. Was there loving, a... just loving the the attitude there and just the madness of it? Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, was there a uh, what's the word I'm looking for? But a um, a certain wrestler that sort of got you in or anything like that? Well, the the first thing I remember of watching wrestling was Kane's debut and just the oh, a bad blood '97. Yeah. Oh, just well, the how... absolute kind of madness and the. Because the build to that was awesome. I was. How old were you then? What were we talking about? Um, I'd have only been about six. So I'd have been <laughs> like properly, properly way too young to watch it. Did it but was... yeah, that is my first memory of, of wrestling is Kane ripping that cage apart and destroying The Undertaker. Were you freaked out? At six? Not really, I... no. Well, not by... I don't know. I was, I was just fascinated by him. Because I'd, I'd got... I think I must have been watching before that to kind of get the whole backstory of The Undertaker. And then, I mean, seeing The Undertaker, he's a, he's a massive dude. And then to see Kane, who's kind of as big, if not bigger, I was just completely fascinated by it. What did you think of... Because as a kid as well, like, I mean, a lot of people, that, depending on their age, when they first saw Kane, because a lot of people now, sort of the older generation, they think that Kane is a silly character. I, yeah. I never thought that. I thought Kane was badass cool and actually a little bit intimidating. And I'm guessing you must have bought into that as well, because it was almost like a villain from a superhero film. That's how I always saw it, anyway. Yeah, I mean, he, he got—he was just kind of described as this kind of hellish demon, and I absolutely loved it. At that time as well, did you think wrestling was real? Oh, definitely. I'm a, <laughs> so what? <did> you, cause, <laughs> I mean, by, I, I won't reveal my age. I'm old, but by that time, I was—you know—I was in double figures in my life. So yeah. I kind of knew that wrestling wasn't real. But I'm still very good at suspending my disbelief. So I'm still young. Um, yeah. But, you know, I was older than, I was older than six, at least double, <laughs> at least double that. Um, and, uh, yeah, so it was kind of that weird thing where I was happy to go along for the ride, but deep down I knew, I knew what I was seeing. I don't think I've ever talked to someone that started watching. I mean, the first thing you ever see pretty much when you're watching wrestling is Kane. Yeah. Like, what? I can't <clears throat> but what do you process that as? Because it's so weird. Like, if you take a step back from wrestling, if a 40-year-old man watches that, they're like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> so what, what do you process as a six-year-old, especially when you're being told this guy kills Undertaker's parents? I guess you didn't really care about that because you didn't know who The Undertaker was, right? Like, it was just some guy in a match. Yeah, I mean, I just... I knew the whole backstory of, of The Undertaker and the whole kind of... He's, he's a dead man, or kind of a dead man, even though he's, <laughs> he's not. Um... I, I think I just, at six years old, you just kind of buy into TV shows and just accept it as they are. You That's just true, accept yeah. it on face value. And I just kind of went, 
yeah, I'm gonna. I love this. I'm just gonna think it's real. Right. So my other question is: from night, how, how long did you watch it throughout the Attitude Era? I'm guessing. Yeah. So it would have been kind of the early to mid 2000s is when I dropped out. Like just same as everyone. Right. Okay. Same as when you talk to anyone about wrestling. So you pretty much watched the Attitude Era from like six till ten. Yeah, about that. Dude, that, that is nuts. What? <laughs> that, that is not appropriate content for a child. What did your parents know? I know we get into weird things, but I think uh, this is fascinating stuff. I think they just kind of. They, I don't think they ever. They never really watched it. I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just remembering things wrong, but I right. definitely remember Kane as my first. So what about when, for example, Sable's basically getting naked? I mean, what do you do? Because obviously, what that was that was for horny teenagers. Let's not pretend otherwise. Like it was it was atrocious, but it was for horny teenagers. You're like seven, eight. I mean, what what are you thinking at that point? I mean, that must have been baffling. <laughs> no, I don't know. It's just uh, you just kind of have to just accept it and go along with the ride. And everyone was it uh, the king is just going mad, absolutely <laughs> loving it, and you're just kind of watching it going. I don't really understand what's happening. <laughs> so who was your guy throughout the Attitude Era? I guess in Stone Cold at that age, surely. Uh, I mean, yes, yeah, the the main one, Stone Cold. I mean, Kane was always my favourite. Of course, yeah, I can imagine. Just because he, he was my first memory of, of wrestling. Absolutely. And so, yeah, I always bought... Whenever I played a wrestling game, I'd always... My character... If I wasn't being Kane, then I would design my character to be Kane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, That's cool. So, yeah, kind of Stone Cold and... I, the Rock was just the, the best thing ever. Yeah. Because, okay. my God, he could talk. Well, yeah, he really could. Just, just come up with the most ridiculous insults to people. Yeah, and he, <laughs> I, I think that's what people forget as well. Like everyone talks about how during the attitude we had Stone Cold and The Rock, which is true. I mean, yeah. life-changing, that is. And while Kane had some dumb shit, I know, it still, it still was a good character that worked. And so was The Undertaker and uh, Val Venus. And that, well, that's a different story, really. But, you know, my point being that there was... There was a lot there to it at the time. And I, yeah. I think people forget about that. I think Kane is, a, is it, well, for me especially, Kane was a huge, I loved Kane. As soon as Kane debuted, I was like, this guy is just, I just let him with the fire from his hands and lightning bolts, which was dumb as shit. I was like, I don't care. This is <laughs> just awesome. Just awesome. Yeah. All right. So then, obviously, actually, never dies. You fall off because everyone does that with wrestling. Why? Yeah, it was kind of, it was around the, it was, I think it was just around the, the invasion of WCW. And I'd kind of watched bits and pieces of WCW, so I knew kind of who the big guys were. And then to to watch this invasion, as they described it, and it was all the mid-card from WCW. And At that point, I kind of, yeah, I kind of went, well, just got a bit boring now. <laughs> what was your opinion of WCW at the time? I was always a WWF guy, so yeah, I kind of, it was kind of a, I'd watch it if it was on, or if I remembered it was on. Uh, I always kind of thought it was a bit cooler than than WWF because I think it kind of was with like the NWO, um, whereas the WWF was just kind of the madhouse where the wacky characters were. Um, so yeah, I kind of WCW. I, I knew who the top guys were. I was knew was aware of kind of Goldberg and the fact that he just destroyed everyone in ten seconds. Yeah, and then to to watch none of those guys join. WWF during that invasion I think I kind of went well I don't think this is for me anymore I just it was just kind of it just got a bit boring and was a massive letdown do and then did you stick through the invasion or were you gone before that happened no I did I stuck I stuck through it and the whole I think it was it must have been kind of a month to a year after the invasion happened and you kind of get to the realization of I oh, this was a bit rubbish actually <laughs> uh, so you go away how many years are we talking when do we return what makes you return and when was, um, when was it when you realized yeah i'm doing this for life because don't pretend you didn't we all do that we all know. <laughs> it's only been in the last couple of years i've come back to it uh, oh wow so, so you were gone yeah. for like 15 years yeah i was gone for a long time and i kind of i dipped in every now and then and would kind of hear stories because my best mate who i now live with is just kind of stuck with it so I'd kind of get drip-fed bits of information from him. Uh, and, yeah, a couple of years ago, we, we moved in together. And just because he was watching it, I kind of got sucked in again. So I've had all the fun of kind of learning who, like, Finn Balor and AJ Styles and all these new guys are. So all the indie talent that you didn't know because you weren't watching yeah. has now come flying to you through the, the WWE banner, which is, <laughs> yeah. which is amazing. Wow. Well, there you go. So who's your guy now? 
uh, who was the guy? In, I I bloody love Braun Strowman. Really? See, that's fascinating. I See, I bloody love that man. No one ever says that. Do you know what I mean? Everyone says yeah. Ben Ballas, Seth Rollins, uh, Dean Ambrose. But yeah, you know, everyone loves that guy, but no one says he's their guy. I think that's awesome. Uh, yeah, I think I've because I've come into it quite recently. I probably don't have like a guy that I kind of back whatever. Um, but I bloody at the minute Braun Strowman. I love it because he just absolutely destroys everything he touches. There you go. Dude, I'm with you. I think he's awesome. <laughs> and now that is. It's run around, run around the ring he does and then just shoulder tackles him. I bloody love that. Yeah. yeah. It looks so... Because he's, he's so fast for a guy that size. Yeah, and it, go, it goes to show that, uh, you know, book someone in the right way and that's it, they'll get over. Yeah. Because, I mean, he was like the jet... You could buy into the fact that he is destroying everyone. Yeah, exactly. But he's believable. Yeah. Excellent. And that's what you need. That's It's what WWE don't do enough at the minute is so, they don't have believable characters. Uh, no, I think that's fair. I, I, I always look at it more like they don't have characters that stand out. Like, yeah. I, I believe Finn Balor is a real person, like he's not a fake dentist, but <laughs> I, 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 I don't believe that he... Do you know what I mean? I don't, it, it, what, it, what, who is he? Do you know what I mean? What, they, don't, they don't allow characters to develop in that way. Which yeah, there's no, kind of, there's no kind of backstory. It's like, what is your... What is the motivation for them... Yeah to be fighting essentially yeah yeah exactly and i think braun Strowman has more of that mm, less recently we can talk about that though later on yeah. in the show i think but and now do you feel like you're in it for life do you think that's it um no not at the minute just because of the way that i don't know whether it's just because of how it's been over the last kind of month or two but so it's it i get the sense that they're being a little bit lazy with their storylines um... and so it's hard for me, it's, it's I'm finding it harder and harder to kind of buy into into the storylines because there's, I mean, we'll, we'll probably go through it as we go through kind of what's happened this week, but there's just not storylines in the minute that kind of grab you and and make me want to watch. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. Uh, but yeah, we will get to that once we talk about Raw and SmackDown. Before we do get to Raw and SmackDown, I want to talk about TV in general. Because if you were keeping an eye on wrestling news sites or whatever this week, you will have heard that while not official, it is very, very likely that WWE is going to sign two new television deals in the next few months. One is for the USA Network for Raw, one is for SmackDown, and basically they're going to be making $2 billion <laughs> for the next five <laughs> years from, two th from September 2019 as SmackDown goes on Fox, not FS1, if you don't know your US TV shows, uh, FS1 is the equivalent of like Sky Sports 2. And yeah. Fox is the equivalent of basically Sky News. It's massive. It's a huge, a huge deal. Um, and this changes the landscape massively. Like, do please, everyone listening, keep an eye on what culture, because I've done a video about this, and I'm really proud of it. I think it really gets into the nitty-gritty. But, I mean, I think the most astounding thing is, is that this shuffle not only makes, um, like, SmackDown, the A-show, really, in terms of the way that people can find new viewers, the potential for a bigger audience, and, of course, it's being paid a fortune as well. But given how much money Raw is going to be getting too, all of a sudden, in third place is the WWE Network, which means for years, wrestling fans have been conditioned. I'm taking WrestleMania out of this. But wrestling fans have been conditioned that pay-per-views are these all-encompassing, story-ending, can't-miss events. They're not anymore. They're making less money than TV. The focus isn't TV. And from a business standpoint, that means we now have to start focusing on Raw and SmackDown as payoffs, as world title matches, as big matches, because we want to make sure that when we get to the end of the five years, there's, you know, there's money to do it again. And the network is not making that kind of cash at all. Yeah, I think it's going to be, certainly, I think it's going to help them because they are now going to have to actually focus on, on Raw and SmackDown. It's, quite, it's, it's going to be very interesting that they're on separate networks as well. I... So go on. Well, the fact that they're on separate networks and therefore the, net, the network bosses are going to want, are potentially going to want different things from, from each show. And there's, there could be a lot of kind of discussions and, and arguments as to which, which wrestlers are on which show. Do you think we end the brand split? Uh, I wouldn't have thought so. Well, maybe. <laughs> like, because... you changed your mind. Actually, no, well, wait, yeah. no, no. I suddenly went, well, no, because they're on separate networks. There has to be a brand split. But again, if, if Fox won, say, Brock Lesnar on their show, yeah. what, what are, are WWE going to do to kind of make that happen? Do you think they'll do that, though? Do you think, because the argument I've seen is that they don't think Fox and 
They think they think Fox and I think NBC owns uh, owns USA. I can't remember CBS, whatever. Do you yeah, think? I think it that, is. Um, do you think they'd be that forceful? I guess, for lack of a better term, or do you think they just let WWE get on with it, or do you think it's a case of the, if the, it has to wait until they see what the ratings are, and if the ratings aren't good enough, they then say, hey. You know, we want Roman Reigns, we want Brock Lesnar, we want... I mean, Ronda Rousey, I think, is the biggest one, especially for someone like Fox that carried UFC for so long. And yeah. on that note, it was announced today that UFC's now officially gone to ESPN. They've, they've swallowed up everything. So that's off Fox. So SmackDown is now basically taking, um, you know, basically taking the, the role of, uh, of, uh, of UFC, which is interesting because UFC paid $1.5 for all of that. And obviously mm. SmackDown's going to be about a billion. So it's still talking about half a billion dollars, uh, you know, <laughs> a, lot, a lot of money here. I don't yeah. even know how much money that is. It's, it's, just, it's numbers where I get confused. Anyway, it's a lot <laughs> of money. I don't know how it's going to work, but this is what I find so fascinating about it. And I've always said this before. I don't necessarily think that TV deals are something that fans have to worry about. But this is because this actually changes the business entirely to the point where WWE can do whatever they want. They can continue to push Roman Reigns. They can do stupid storylines. As we mentioned, they can take someone that's over like Braun Strowman and not really do anything with him, which is what they're doing at the moment. And it doesn't matter because right now, I'm not talking long term, I'm talking in the now. People are still bending ham over fist to you know to make this stuff happen. Yeah, absolutely. I just think the fact that you've now split the networks. I think WWE are going to have to work harder to kind of to boost their ratings. Whereas, whereas at the minute where they've only got the one network they're on, they kind of just go through the motions and they're not too worried about what the ratings are because they're only on the one network. So they've only re- effectively got one boss. Whereas they've now got two. And I think they're going to, Fox and NBC are going to be fighting over who's got the higher ratings for each of the shows. And also, I've heard there's a lot of rumours that SmackDown's going to go to Friday as well. I've heard that, yeah. I've heard that. So that's going to be, um, that's going to be interesting to say the least. I mean, yeah, I think, that's, I think that's quite a good idea because it just kind of breaks up, breaks up, especially when you've got a pay-per-view and then you've got three days solid of wrestling. And the hundreds and hundreds of hours that you'd have to spend watching them. Yeah, I, I think it, it breaks it up nicely. It used to be on. Um, it used to be on Fridays, didn't it? A while ago. I think it was it Thursdays. Uh, I think it One did both. Three. I think it used to be on Thursday. I think it was on Friday. Oh, maybe I'm getting confused. I can't remember. But yeah, it's jumped around a lot. And I think the fact it has so much more vision on Fox is only going to is only going to help it no end. Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah. But um, yeah, I I. I, th- I think the whole thing is amazing. Like, I genuinely think the whole thing is 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 incredible in terms of the amount of money. Because I, <coughs> excuse me, I remember sort of you know hearing all the build up to uh, to these deals and what people were predicting, and it was nothing like this. So you know, it's 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 utterly it, it, it's it's mind blowing, and it puts WWE in a position where really should they want to, and of course this depends on the wrestlers themselves. They could go around and buy up everybody. They could <laughs> they, they could kill the indie scene and still make a huge profit because of the amount of cash they've now got going through that company. And look, I don't hold that against them. I think it's wonderful. Uh, I would never want a company to not earn money because I'm not insane. But um, it does change the wrestling business massively in terms of what we expect from shows, how they push people, how much they listen to quote-unquote the fans. It's going to be a very interesting five to to sort of six years. I I really think – I really do. I really do. Yeah, I think I have also got that slight worry of – now they've got all this expendable cash. Are they just going to keep signing people? It's effectively so they're not on another show or Could they're do. not with another company. Yeah, I mean, and that would be that would be the worst thing to happen. Yeah, I mean, and it would. Um, I, I guess it's a double-edged sword because, in one way, you could argue they have to. You know, they, maybe you could argue they need ratings, right? So maybe they will start pushing random people that quote unquote get over when they're not meant to. However, on the flip side to that, you're like, well, maybe it just puts them in too much power and they won't do that at all. I mean, there's really no way to, there's really no way to know. Um, but it's fascinating, and I, I, you know, from a from a nerd wrestling point of view, I can't wait to see how it all uh, how it all pans out. Yeah, it's going to be exciting to see what what well what they're gonna what they're gonna do with all that money they've now got. Well, I mean, yeah. it's the network for me. The network right now, which is meant to be the be all and end all, the future of everything. Now means it doesn't mean nothing, but it's a distant third to all of these kind of stuff because you know if you work out kind of you know per viewer to dollar ratios, the network is now so far behind Raw and SmackDown, apart from WrestleMania and SummerSlam and Raw Rumble. How on earth 
can they how how is backlash all of a sudden going to be more important than the raw the next night it's not because <laughs> yeah. it's, a, it's a business at the end of the day and people can i understand that there's different ways to look at it but not from WWE's point of view they're a publicly traded company it's like in video games where people get mad about um uh, microtransactions it doesn't matter because well, it does matter i'm not saying that but from a business point of view they make money and therefore a lot of people are happy and unfortunately, that's just the world we live in. And now wrestling, WWE, right? Get this, WWE, right now, no question is bigger than ever. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, they, of course, they're going to do whatever they possibly can to get more money. That's just what businesses do. Yeah, exactly. That's why I can't hold it against them. And I'm actually genuinely pleased for them. Um, I, I want. I, I just. I'm just intrigued to, to see what happens. And also, you know, I heard this on Wrestling Observer the other day. Maybe now. WrestleMania does get taken off the network because a TV company says, we'll pay you 20 million for that. And before I would have gone, no, they won't. But I also would have said this wouldn't have happened. So it's really hard for me now to go back on that. Yeah, it's, uh, I mean, just thinking about it, it's, it's kind of surprising how much these companies are paying. Seeing as, well, I think the ratings have kind of been dropping kind of year on year. I'm surprised that they've now kind of gone out and splashed so much money to buy effectively shows that are kind of losing viewers. Well, they must have. A, they must. They must see something in it. Um, I guess you know I, know. I know from a USA point of view, it was very much if they lost Raw, they dropped to like number eleventh or something in the uh, in the rankings or, or whatever. Whereas this keeps them at number two or three because I haven't got any other hit shows. As for Fox, it's a, I mean it's a whole different kettle of fish on Fox because it should grow the SmackDown audience. Really, that that that's what should happen. I mean that's the plan. If it doesn't, then yeah, maybe you've got to question it. But right now, yeah. Yeah, and I, well, I think at the minute SmackDown's got the be- the better roster as well, so they've kind of got more more of the big names on what's a you could you could well argue as the bigger network. Yeah, and, and I kind of wonder. I wonder if WWE kind of I don't know. Maybe they they did that intentionally because they would have these negotiations would be going on for months. So I do wonder whether they kind of put more of the people like Samoa Joe over to SmackDown. Knowing that Fox would, would kind of pay big money for it. Maybe I will find out. Right, wherever Roman Reigns goes, <laughs> is, is, is where is what's important. I don't care what anyone says. That sums it up. So yeah, but genuinely fascinating. And what an amazing time for wrestling this is too, with All In selling out and WWE doing crazy numbers. I mean, just fantastic, absolutely fantastic yeah. all around. I mean, I, I I still can't believe the All In show. It's crazy, right? It's crazy. It, I mean, yeah. it goes to show it, how powerful social showed, media can be. Yeah, half an hour to sell out a 10,000-seat stadium. It's madness. I know. Especially because they, they haven't got any matches announced. They've no, only got names at the minute. I know. It goes to show. <laughs> it goes to show. That's what people, that's what people want. That's, yeah. what, that, that's what people want. So, uh, good for, I, obviously, I love it. I think, you know, not only does create, uh, competition create uh, competition. Sorry, no, say that again. Competition, of course, creates competition. Competition <laughs> creates creativity. I want everybody in wrestling to do well. I want WWE to do well. I want Impact to do well. I want all the indies to do well. I want all the individual wrestlers to do well because I'm not a sociopath. And I think it's really important <laughs> that that stuff happens. I don't understand. I want like people. I want Impact to die. Why? What's wrong with you? Admittedly, it's had some bad times. Just don't watch it. But don't, yeah. don't ever put a company out of business. Ever, ever, ever. Um, anyway, I wanted to touch on that because I think it's fascinating. Uh, let's talk about Raw and SmackDown, I guess. Uh, we'll start, well, we'll kind of blend them in as and where. I mean, for me, it was a weird week in wrestling because I thought Raw was rubbish, if I'm honest. Not rubbish, <laughs> but, nah, difficult is probably yeah. a better word. Whereas SmackDown, I really enjoyed. I thought SmackDown whizzed by this week and, you know, nothing major happened. But by the end of it, I was like, you know what? There was enough nonsense and seriousness in that and it had a good enough pace that I really enjoyed myself. Yeah, I think Smack. well... Smack, I think towards the end of last year, SmackDown was was doing really well as a show, whereas Raw, Raw, it's just too long. It's well, just far yeah. too long to. You can't you can't watch a TV program for three hours. No, no and a lot of it seems just seems padding. They're just kind of filling time. Mm, I, yeah, see, this is the only. I don't mean to blend it back in, but I do think this is a point worth making. This is why I think the Fox and the money thing is good. Um, although now the Fox thing changed it. I actually thought this before the, the Raw deal, the SmackDown deal came to light. But I'm kind of hoping with that much money and the, the, the um, I'm trying to get the right word, but the kind of the pressure, that's not the right word, but the pressure to make sure they do well will actually negate the fact 
well, it would actually sort of, you know, inspire them to try and put on better television and, and not waste the things. Because obviously the low light of Raw was whatever that abomination was with <laughs> Sami Zayn and Bobby Lashley. But now I'm hearing it was done intentionally. It was deliberate car crash TV to, you know, hopefully get it shared and whatnot. But it didn't work. It just well, made, I... it made me want to die. It was so I bad. Mean, it was just kind of the Vince McMahon style of car crash TV of let's just find something really offensive in the hope that people will talk about it. It's like they don't care if people are saying good or bad things about it. They just want people talking. Yeah, I think oh, that's... It's a, oh, it's a dreadful... It was a dreadful section. It, I, I mean, I, don't, <laughs> I, 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 I just don't even know who it served. Like, Sami Zayn did what he could and Bobby Lashley did what he could and the, the people in... If you don't know... Zami Zayn interviewed Bobby Lashley's three sisters and it was three dudes in drag. Now, I don't, I don't find that morally offensive on a personal level, but in a 2018 world, I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> like, just don't, just don't do it. You're just asking for trouble. Um, so, and also, it was just a bad segment all around. It wasn't funny. It went too long. Um, you know, Bobby Lashley's beatdown was fine, but he could have beat up anybody. He didn't have to beat up three, three flipping, what'd you call it? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Um, it was just bad. It was just bad all round. And the other problem with Raw as well, and so I'll let you weigh in this in a minute, is I just didn't need to see Stephanie McMahon back so soon. Like, I don't think she's that bad. Well, hmm, I do a little bit. You know what I mean? It's just, it was just too soon. It's just too soon. I didn't need it on my team. I wasn't missing it. It's not like all of a sudden she came back. I'm like, oh, thank goodness. I was like, oh, yeah, fucking. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she's go- of course she's going to be on the show as much as she wants to be. But I don't know what role she serves. She just kind of spends her entire time telling us that all the wrestlers are rubbish. She buries everybody. And the only person that doesn't get buried is Roman Reigns. He's allowed <laughs> to talk back to her. Um, I think my real problem was, I don't mind her burying faces. Well, I do to a certain extent, but at least I can go, okay. But then when Kevin Owens comes, you know, Kevin Owens, basically, you know, raw, raw starts, angles there. You know, she comes out, she buries Kurt Angle. I'm like, okay, I guess that kind of makes sense to tie into a story. It's like general manager against commissioner, fine. Roman Reigns comes out, I'm like, yeah, you're the big baby face. You're fighting back, fine. Then Kevin Owens comes out to, you know, make his claim uh, that he's going to win money in the bank. And then she goes after him as well. And it's just like, how do I explain this to someone that's never watched wrestling before? (laughs) Like, what do I tell them? Because it's really easy to say, well, the bad lady doesn't like the good man for that very reason. But then when it's like, oh, the bad lady also doesn't like the bad guy just because she hates everyone. It's like, what? What? That doesn't make sense. That's just, it's just messy. It's just messy. Yeah. It, I mean, you just kind of look at it and go, you're the, you're, you're the head of Raw, but you hate everyone. <laughs> yes, I mean, why, why are you doing the job? <laughs> Leave. No, it's so true. It's so true. And I, I think, you know, I always go with my gut on these things. Because actually, if we zoom forward, I thought the Nia Jax Ronda Rousey contract segment was okay. I didn't think it was great, but I thought it was okay. And I thought Stephanie McMahon actually did a good job. Far better, you yeah. could argue, than Nia Jax and Ronda Rousey, who are not the best talkers in the world, but that's fine. I don't, I don't hold that against them. But the fact that she dominated the whole show was where I had the issue. If she had just come back for that, she could have been a character in that storyline. And I'd be like, okay, this makes sense. Ronda broke your arm. Now you're trying to do this, blah, blah, blah. I'd be like, and you can, you know, you are very good at holding segments together. But it wasn't that. It was literally, she's back. And she's going to dominate the entire program. And I don't think I'd like that with anyone. I don't like it when they do it with Roman Reigns. Who's my favorite wrestler? Rusev. Eventually, I would wear thin if they did it with Rusev because you have to balance these things. Um, And that was my real issue with it. It was she came back and all of a sudden, every single, it really was this, every single angle was revolving around her. And I don't want that with any of my wrestlers because I want it to feel like, you know, a bunch of short stories, basically. Yeah, it's like, because... Because she's a McMahon, she therefore has to stick her nose in every little section of that's going on on Raw. It just doesn't, I don't like, they need to change that character because it doesn't help. It just doesn't help the company. You've got the top, you've got the top boss in that company on TV slagging off every single wrestler telling, telling the audience that they're rubbish. What? How does that help? How, how does that make anyone want to watch? It would literally be like me inviting <laughs> patrons like your good self on and going, yeah, you're shit, mate. 
<laughs> it's like, well, why did you? I did that. You asked me to come on. It's like you gave me the opportunity. Yeah, but fuck you. Like, I don't, I, I, I don't get it. And also, I don't like. I know a lot of people didn't like the fact that the first hour of Raw was basically dominated by Roman Reigns. But yeah. I didn't mind that because I thought Reigns versus Owens. We got Reigns versus Owens match, then it got called off because Jinder Mahal came in and got involved. And Seth Rollins came out. Then that transitioned to a tag match. I was all right with that. You know, it's three very good wrestlers. And Jinder, who I actually thought held his own, um, and actually liked his beatdown after the match, you know, after they'd, uh, after they'd uh, lost. Did they lose? They did, yeah. I thought it was weird that Kevin Owens took a curb stomp to lose, but whatever. But after they lost and Jinder did his beatdown, I was like, you know what? I think that's, that's decent enough. And... I mean, I, I, a large part of that is because I like Kevin Owens, and I think Seth Rollins right now is the man. I mean, literally, he's he's so good at the moment. He's come right into his own as a face, finally, after all this time. But Oh, yeah, Seth, Seth he's absolutely on fire at the minute. He really, really is, because I remember when he came back from his injury and everyone thought he should be a face, and I agreed with that, and he wasn't. Then he was a heel, then he became face, like, ah, you've kind of stretched this out too much. Whereas now, he feels like, it, it just feels right. It's just all clicked. So yeah. I, I actually didn't mind the first hour of Raw, really. But then I think when you look at it in hindsight is the, is the issue. I mean, while we are here, I think it's only fair that I ask you, what is your opinion of Roman Reigns? Because as I've said before, I don't mind Roman Reigns. Just think he's not used in the right way. Yeah, I think he's, he's just, it's just boring now. It's just yeah, boring no, it's, to yeah, see him. Yeah, I agree with that. He's, I've got nothing wrong with him. I don't blame him at all for what's, what WWE have done to him. Because I mean, if you if so, if Vince McMahon walked up to you and went, "You're going to main event in the next four WrestleManias," you're not going to tell him, "Well, I'm not sure I want to do that, Vince." <laughs> <laughs> of course, you're going to go definitely. Yeah, whatever you want, but mate. I, I just I don't understand. It's like WWE are trying to bang their head against a wall, getting him over, until they knock themselves out. It just doesn't make sense. No, I don't. And I think he needs. He just needs. I, I don't want to see him on TV for a long time. I think they just need to take him away. Well, actually take Roman Reigns off TV entirely. Yeah, just take him off and just do something do something new with him. Because I don't think he's he hasn't really changed since since the shield broke up. Well, no, he hasn't. I mean, I think now in hindsight we can all agree that, you know, keeping those uh those clothes and that music was the worst thing they've ever done. Yeah. So, um no, I I totally agree. But hey, I mean, it, it is what it is. So, yeah, I thought the opening roar was fine. You know, all, all that was good. Then we had the world's worst segment. I mean, it was the worst segment of the year. <laughs> it, it just, I mean, you got anything you want to say about it? I mean, please do. This is your chance. Uh, I'll be honest. No, I don't want to talk no, about it. Uh, <laughs> it's either. just, oh, it's, I don't understand. Well, who was that for? Who was this entire you know what? kind of feud for? I'm, I don't understand the, the interview that Bobby Lashley did. I don't <laughs> understand what the point of that was, where he basically just tells the world that his sisters abused him as a child. But at the end of it, he said he still loves them. I don't know. I and don't know. then, I don't, I don't, I don't understand. I'm literally, <laughs> I'm looking it up now. I'm on WWE's YouTube. I'm going to see what that segment did in YouTube viewers. Because maybe <laughs> it's done really well. And I'd be like, okay, I was wrong. Um, you know, it's, it, it clearly got some kind of buzz online. Yeah. But actually, I don't think they've uploaded it. <laughs> Which is... so I, I was just thinking that because I, when I was going through Twitter this morning, or yesterday morning, either. And that was one of the segments that they didn't massively oh, highlight. <laughs> wait, I, and I found it. So it's done 901,000 views. And the only other things from Raw that has done better than that is the Ronda Rousey contract signing, the tag match with Roman Reigns. And that's it. Uh, oh, no. And the Braun Strowman Finn Balor match. So it's the fourth. Okay. So, I mean, it's kind of done. Well, I don't know. I don't know if that's an excuse anyway. I'm just saying. I thought maybe it'd blown up and there'd be there'd be reasons for it. Uh, then we had Ember Moon versus Alexa Bliss. I thought it was fine. I heard a lot of people saying they hated it. I don't think it was the best thing in the world, but I didn't think it was the worst thing in the world either. No, it's a. I mean, it's a decent enough match. I I really like Ember Moon, actually. I think she's going to be she's going to be really good. And I, I think she's got one of the best finishes on the roster. The uh, Eclipse is brilliant. Oh, it's awesome. Ember it? Moon, and, yeah. And people forget how important that is, right? I mean, yeah. you've got a good finisher. You're halfway there because people will watch your matches going, when's the finisher? When's the finisher? I mean, that's a huge part of the, anybody's act. Yeah, I mean, if you told me that, if you saw, if you saw Stone Cold Steve Austin do a forward flip off the top rope into a stunner, you'd, you'd lose your mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is. You absolutely would. <laughs> um, but yeah, so you know, I, I thought it was, it was nothing, right? It's just there. Mickey James got involved. Yeah, uh, it's just and, a... Yeah, just a standard match. Yeah, Ember Moon's going to Money in the Bank. I actually think she should win. I think that would make a lot of sense, all things considered. Um, 
yeah, it, it was fine. And that's uh, and then we got all the stuff with Drew McIntyre, Dolph Ziggler, and Chad Gable, which again was fine. Oh no, we had that weird segment with Braun Strowman and, and Balor as well, when Braun Strowman crushed an apple. And Finn, and Finn Balor looked like he was about to die of fear. <laughs> I mean, we're here now, so we're talking about it. So this all led to a main event match between these two. And I mentioned earlier why I don't understand what they're doing with Braun Strowman, because Braun Strowman really should be being treated like, and I always say that people go, he's not Stone Cold Steve Austin. No, I'm not saying that, but he should be treated like Stone Cold Steve Austin in the sense that he's a really, really good wrestler that's over, and we should be pushing him to the moon. And yeah, I, I, I don't feel like we are. I feel like he's a bit lost, to be honest. Yeah, I, do, it's, I mean, it started all before WrestleMania when they just completely balled up and forgot to give him a, a match. <laughs> and then fumbled him into a tag <laughs> match with a child. They did do that. Oh, dear. <laughs> and what, what, yeah, since then, since then, he's just kind of gone through random tag matches. What did you think of Nicholas? <laughs> I had no idea what to think no, of it. Think At first, I kind of went... I, this is the worst thing I've ever seen. Yep, yep. And then the next day I was like, this is one of the best things yep. I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. <laughs> it's, it's really hard to sort of wear different hats in that scenario, isn't it? You want to wear your critic hat when you know it's not good for him, but you also want to wear um, your silly hat where at least wrestling can do this. But you tap your deep down, yeah. you know that it's probably not their best idea in the world, really. Well, I mean, imagine if you're like a 10-year-old child and you watch that. That would be the best thing you've ever seen. And that's the thing, man. When you watch wrestling with, uh, you know, my, my, my good mate of mine's got two kids. And when you watch wrestling with them, you see how they react. You go, "Oh, I forgot. We're just massive. we're just wrestling nerds. I forgot about this. Yeah, we're just grumpy old people." Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And I, I think it's always a, a sobering experience. I, I, without it sounding creepy, I would strongly advise if you can watch wrestling with children, you should. Um, but no, I really but going back to I do I, I do think they could do more with Born Strowman, absolutely. But I do surprisingly, and this goes to show that WWE sometimes does have good ideas. You know, when I first saw Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre together, I thought they were nuts. But actually, I think it's a really good team. I really like them, and I actually think they're helping each other out. Yeah, I mean, it was quite surprising that oh, there's an NXT call-up, oh, and Dolph Ziggler's involved. But the fact that they've actually become a tag team rather than having a feud is a nice change. And yeah, by the looks of it, they are becoming a very good team. Mm, I like and them. It wouldn't surprise me if they won the tag titles in in a few months' time. Well, I mean, I, I should have mentioned this on Ups and Downs this week, but I didn't, because sometimes there's just too much going on. But Authors of Pain weren't on Raw again. Which, yeah, I was thinking that earlier. Yeah, it's, well, weird. What's happened? it's weird. When I do the review, you kind of review what's in front of you, and then it's almost like a day later, you go, where was that guy? You know what I mean? It, <laughs> does, it doesn't really strike you when you're watching it. But why did we bring Authors of Pain up? And on that note, you know, in, the, in Raw, we had Baron Corbin versus No Way Jose, and Baron Corbin just beat him. Why did we bring these people up? I don't understand I, it. I don't know. I mean, I, yeah, they brought up No Way Jose, and I saw that and went, what? Yeah. Why? I don't know. He's got no story. I, mean, I, I, I don't know. <laughs> I, I don't know. Because it wasn't like he was a big deal on, on NXT. So I don't know. They've effectively just called him up as a jobber. Yeah. I mean, That's... he's not even like a solid opening talent at the moment because he's not given a chance. So yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't, I really don't understand it, it at all. It's just it's one of WWE's things where he's got a good entrance, so let's put him on TV. Yeah, I mean, that's, I that's guess, it. I guess you can sell merchandise off it. Yeah, I guess they just wanted to bring him up to TV. So yeah, I thought that was, I thought that was a bit strange. Um, and then yeah, we had everything with Chad. Actually, let's talk about the B team first. Now, I really like the B team. <laughs> I never thought I'd say that. But I've always had a thing for Curtis Axel and Bo, uh, Curtis Axel and Bo Dallas just because I thought, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. There was just something there, and I thought we could do more with them. And I actually like what they're doing. And I kind of hope they treat this, obviously it's not serious per se, but I kind of hope they treat this seriously enough to the point it can actually become something. Yeah, I think the, as the Miztrage, they were just kind of in the background. Yeah, background having, fodder, yeah. And then when the Miz left and they didn't, I think everyone kind of went, mm, that doesn't look good for them. But now they've kind of yeah the beat this beating thing is brilliant. The, the reaction to them winning. Oh man! <laughs> when they go nuts, it just makes me happy. Like it's like the antithesis of what they did with Braun Strowman in the sense yeah. that that was like no, but with these two guys that actually need something. It's like oh yeah, you should do that. Yeah, and it just it just kind of adds to that realism of the fact that those two were so excited that they'd won a match. You just kind of buy into it and go yeah. I mean, why would you not be excited that you've won a match? Yeah, especially after everything else you've been through. So, no, I, I, I really like them. I mean, they beat Breezango, which, uh, I don't know. Like, Breezango is just, 
I mean, I like them, but you know, they never really pulled the trigger. Uh, what do you call it on the fashion file segments? Really, I mean, they kind of did, they kind of didn't, and then they kind of lost momentum, and now they just seem lost in the shuffle, which is a shame because I like them too. Um, but, yeah, I thought that. Yeah, the the fashion file stuff was really good, and it looked like it was built into what I presume was the introduction of the Bludgeon Brothers. Yeah, and then the, was it SummerSlam last year? They went. This is going to be the kind of finale of it. Yeah, and then it wasn't. And then it, it never happened. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. <laughs> you, you tell me, man. I don't know if I can know. But um, <laughs> I, I actually think. I mean, again, Matt Hardy and um, what'd you call it? Bray Wyatt weren't on Raw either, and I think. This is my thing. I think you know we could build Brizango, we could build those, and we could actually put together a good, a good tag team division. Yet we seem reluctant to do that, which is crazy to me on a three-hour show. That's what I don't get. We've got three hours to do this. Uh, I think we should probably do it. <laughs> it's my, it's yes, my guts. The Raw tag team division is such a, a kind of non-entity at the minute. They just kind of cycle through wins between each other, so no one has any momentum. I'd imagine next week, but the B team lose to, I don't know. The revival or something. Yeah, I hope they don't. I mean, this is what I'm talking about. I really hope they, they get a sustained push. Even if it's yeah. like a silly push, I, I like them. I like them a lot. Uh, what did you think about the Nia Jax-Ronda Rousey contract signing? Like, I actually thought it was decent. I thought, yes, Stephanie Man did hold it together. Probably a bit long uh, uh, for my taste. But how do you feel about Nia Jax even going after the title at this stage? I mean, it's very risky by WWE. Um, do you mean Ronda Rousey going for the title? What did I say? You said Nia Jax. Did I? You know what I mean. Uh, right yeah. I, yeah, I don't know why they've done it this early. Why? Especially because there's not been any build. She's had one match. Yeah, that's what I get confused about. We she had one match at WrestleMania this. and yeah. one match uh, in a house show. Yeah. So why has she got a title shot already? Especially the way they did it at this red carpet event. Just kind of... and. I, that's just, I don't understand. I, I think they did that because they thought they'd get mainstream attention from it. I don't think they got the mainstream attention that they wanted. And I also think they think that if she, if she wins, they'll get a load of uh, uh, yeah, mainstream press off it, which is fine. But I still think you can be patient, take your time, and build it up. You know, I, 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 don't, I, think that's kind of, I don't think we need to rush it as quickly as we are. Yeah, I mean, especially because the story that's being told of, of Rousey is that She's coming as this kind of humble learner of of wrestling. So all the stories that you ever get told is the fact that kind of backstage she's very humble and willing to learn and wants to kind of build her way up to to the top. Mm. And yet you've just thrown her into a title shot straight away. Yeah. It, it doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't make sense. But, you know... I'm hoping they've got something in the tank with this. Like, I know a lot of people want to see Stephanie Mann and Ajax team up to beat Ronda Rousey. Not entirely against that, but the way I always look at stuff, again, is would they have done that to Stone Cold Steve Austin? No. So <laughs> that, that's always my thing. So maybe we shouldn't do it with Ronda Rousey. He does have a huge potential upside, but hey, we'll, um, we'll see. Like, it does, it sounds disparaging, but I don't mean this in a bad way, but this is just the way that WWE does book things. It's, it's still more interesting than anything else they could give me, you know, on 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 um on in the women's division at the moment it's just true because they've done yeah. charlotte oscar and I, carmella's great but in terms of i'm not saying that nia jackson ronda rousey are going to have a good match but however because it is ronda rousey you do get me more intrigued straight away because i'm like okay what are you going to do here what's she going to look like and all that so it does work but yes yeah, way too soon i think anyway yeah i think the problem is that the intrigue's the the wrong thing because you're intrigued as to how ronda rousey's going to be in the ring you're not intrigued by the fact by this match. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's more of a which has come from an outside world kind of a point of view. Yeah, all I want to see is how is Ronda Rousey going to be in the ring because we've only seen her once. That's the only reason I'm going to watch that match. Yeah, which is weird, which is weird because we could we probably could have got away with doing that more and then giving her a match to sort of make her interesting again. So, yeah, I mean, especially because the build. Well, what it looked like she was going to be in a program with with Natty, which I was quite looking forward to. Because I imagine Natty's going to be this, one of the safest hands in women's wrestling for for Rousey to kind of kind of almost go gently into building up to matches and so I kind of thought well maybe there'll be like a tag team and they'll have some tag matches first rather I, than just throwing her in at the deep end. I think I think it, uh, what my gut is is that you know, Ronda Rousey's going to win and then she's going to go feud with Natalia. Natalia yeah. may even win Money in the Bank and cash it in for all I know. I don't know. I don't necessarily want that, but I got a feeling it could happen. 
I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. It, it, at least, it's, at least, it's, at least it's an interesting talking point. Uh, then Dolph, uh, Dolph Ziggler beat Chad Gable. It was fine. And uh, Natalia tapped out Sarah Logan to get in money in the bank. It was fine. Um, and then <laughs> I got confused because Elias beats Bobby Roode, which is just the you know the, the complete summarization of fifty fifty booking, which I don't like. I'm not going to lie. Sometimes it gets a bit silly. But then any momentum he would have got from it is ended when Braun Strowman comes out and just runs him over like he's nothing. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, what? <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what they're doing with Elias at the moment. He feels very just sort of floating around. Or Bobby Roode, for that matter. I don't know what they're doing with him either. I mean, think, just thinking about it, I don't know what Elias has done for the last year or so. I mean, he had a bit of a kind of feud with John Cena, but not really. He's kind of got a feud with Bobby Roode, but also not really. Yeah, it's not really got much effort. I, mean, I, I really like Elias. I love his, his the whole walk with Elias thing. Yeah. I think it's brilliant. How how he's got that over, I've got no idea. But it just, yeah, it's, it's just working, but he doesn't ever have kind of a program. No, not as of yet. No, he's, he's floating around all over the place. Yeah. But yeah, I, I mean, I really like Elias. I think he could, he could be a, a top the top star in a few years time yeah no i, I think i think he's great like i he's, he's certainly won me over and i wasn't necessarily sort of up and, up and in before i just don't understand either weird i mean i thought what he did at wrestlemania i thought was incredible um and ever since then i've liked him a lot but yeah he doesn't ever feel like he's put in a proper program which is very strange yeah uh, and then we had the main event you know finn Balor versus uh Bornstrom. we talked about that very good i thought a very good big man versus not as big man match yeah i mean it's just kind of the classic big man little man match yeah Balor does a lot of kind of tries to bring him down and then he just gets overpowered in the end yeah yeah. A, yeah i liked it i thought i thought it was fun and smackdown i, I thought it was a really good show like i, I thought from from top to bottom it, it it was awesome like i thought the whole i mean start with the whole start with the miss tv segment which was basically a way just to tease which new day members going to be in money in the bank um then we transitioned into a biggie versus Miz match and again the bar got involved i'm not necessarily the biggest fan of seeing uh shamus zara against the new day again because we've seen it a lot. However, with that said, I thought as a segment, this whole thing, you start SmackDown fun. The New Day are really good on the mic. Uh, the Miz is good on the mic. It was funny when they threw pancakes at him and shouted shame. I laughed. I got a stupid <laughs> sense of humor. Um, yeah, I thought all of it was, I just thought it was a very fun start. I don't know. I don't know what it was. Maybe I was just in a good mood. But I was like, this is good. I like this. Yeah, I mean, it's not massive. They're all, all four of those guys are brilliant on the mic and they're, they're always going to be entertaining. Uh, the New Day are just, they just kind of, have a laugh and throw. I don't. I don't understand where this pancake thing came from. But <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't think anybody. I mean, because I, I kind of got a vibe here, and maybe it's like a red herring that maybe there's going to be some animosity between them. But whoever gets chosen, did you pick up on that? Do you want to see the new day break up? I mean, what would you um, I don't know if I do. They they've been together for quite a long time now, hmm. and it. I kind of I get the impression that they if they do break up, they're going to give Biggie a big push. I would, be, uh, I would be all right with that, you know. Yeah, I would be as well because I mean he's just typical WWE. He's a massive dude, and they <laughs> and that's what they love. Um, I think I don't think I, right. I don't think I yeah I don't think I want to see them yet. I don't. I think there's there's still there's still a bit of a run in them. I think. How about if say Biggie won Man in the Bank and then Kofi and Xavier win the tag titles, but they're still together? Does that work? Uh, I don't think I want to see the New Day with the tag titles. Well, no, they had it for a long, long time, didn't they? So. <laughs> yeah. I definitely could. Is, but I want to see Big E with the... I'm not sure. I don't think he's going to win it anyway. No, I, I mean, I, I'm in two minds. I want Rusev to win it. Um, I don't think he will. I think Finn Balor needs to win it. Like, genuinely, I think he needs it. I need something for that character. And yeah. I think that would do it. But I think I'll just give it to Braun Strowman. Because anytime I try and pretend, or try and like book Dodo in a way that basically every time they just do what they, I always assume they're going to do anyway. So, <laughs> you know, I, I don't, why wouldn't they give it to Braun Strowman? They love Braun Strowman. So yeah, just give it to Braun Strowman. So. Yeah. I mean, looking at the, the lineup for it, Braun Strowman makes sense because he, they, they're always going to push him. Yeah, exactly. And they might, I've got a feeling that they may well just use that as kind of a, a replacement for his greatest Royal Rumble win, which yeah, they've just yeah. kind of swept under the carpet. And... I mean, it means nothing now, right? <laughs> So yeah, they may well do that as just kind of an extra push, and hopefully he then wins the title from it. Mm. Finn Balor needs something. Yeah, I, 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 I needs that briefcase. I don't think he's going to get it, but I yeah. think he ne- I genuinely needs that motherfucking thing. Like I mean that from the bottom <laughs> of my heart. Like, he needs something. He really does. 
yeah, he's just floated around for for so long now. Just kind of, and it does. I don't understand why they never or they haven't let him back into the into the WWE title picture, especially because of the way that he had to give it up as well. I think that's why. I think they think he's injury prone. They're worried about him. I really do think that. I think sometimes a guy they don't necessarily see as their guy, then he gets injured. I think that can be the death knell in WWE. I really do. Because, yeah. I mean, if you look at Seth Rollins, they're going to push him again. And he was out for a kind of a long time with his knee yeah, as well. I mean, I can't. Yeah, Seth Rollins more of a, is more of a WWE guy. Can't explain it, man. Can't, can't explain it at all. But, hey, <laughs> that's, that's, that's wrestling for you. But no, I thought, it, I thought it was a good start to SmackDown. I enjoyed it. I liked everything with Daniel Bryan. Uh, I enjoyed his match with Jeff Hardy immensely. I mean, that's yeah. no big surprise. They're two good wrestlers. What do you feel about him now using the heel hook as a finisher? I don't mind it, but it is different. Yeah, I think it's... I mean, whenever a wrestler brings out a new move, you always kind of start getting excited about it. And yeah, I think it's... Why not? Yeah, it's, a, it's, it's, something, it's something different. It's something different for him. Yeah, it is. It is, and I think that's important. Um, yeah. What do you think of the match? I thought it was really good. Uh, yeah, I mean, just Jeff Hardy and Daniel Bryan are two great workers, and they're always going to have a a really good match. So yeah, it was yeah solid, good match. Yeah, I, well, I agree. I totally agree. Uh, what else was happening on this show? Although well, actually, going back to going back to that match, it seemed odd that they had a match, or they had a qualifier for a qualifier for Money in the Bank. Well, I mean, yeah, <laughs> I, I, mean, I, I I don't understand what that was all about. <laughs> But I, I've long realised just to be like, yeah, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If I can, you, 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 whatever. Uh, <laughs> so it's like, I just go with it. Um, what was I going to say? Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, the Lana Aiden English thing. I was so impressed with that. I was like, what a great way to take a match that everyone was worried about and actually make me enjoy it for five minutes. I, yeah, I, I really like that. I mean, Aiden, yeah, Aiden English's song was awesome. Um, yeah. Lana only had to do two moves. She did them fine. The Iconics pissed me off in a good way, in the sense <laughs> that that's what they're meant to do. Just yeah. great. Just great. Genuinely, just honestly, just great. 10 out of 10 stuff. That I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was brilliant. Yeah, it was, it was a really good way of getting Lana into the Money in the Bank match without her wrestling for too long. Mm. But at the same point, it seemed a bit odd that Aiden English was helping her out in that way, given that a couple of weeks ago, Lana was like, mm, I'm not sure you should be with him anymore he's holding you back yeah so yeah i mean it's one of those it's wwe logic they want they forgot what they did two weeks ago <laughs> of course they did but, I, I'm used to that now. <laughs> but no i thought this is a great when wwe does stuff right like this i'm always like yes yes see look you took a situation you made it work that's all you need to do um, yeah and it's one of those it's one of those where the crowd wants to see lana win it yeah they like her the, yeah. the only thing i didn't understand is why we're okay to push um we're okay to push lana as a face but don't you dare ever dream about pushing Rusev. And that, I mean, that's the fact he wasn't even out there because they're so intent on pushing him as a heel. That I don't understand at all. And that is, that, that well, is especially because Aiden English was also a face in this section. And he's the one that's kind of be, been the heel for Rusev Day. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's such a weird. Because Aiden English comes out and just slags off the crowd for where they live. But then Rusev is the biggest baby face in the in the company. I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. I'll, <laughs> I'll never get it. But this was good. This was good. Like I, I don't want to take it away from them. And I liked yeah. everything with Selena Vega and Andrade Cien Elmas too. Like slow build, beating jobbers. His first feud is what's going to be important. But this was all right. Yeah, it was. I mean, he absolutely destroyed that that guy. He literally just threw him around the ring. Oh yeah, he murdered that motherfucker. <laughs> murdered that motherfucker. Like it's ridiculous. Oh. By the looks of it, and I saw something I saw on Twitter earlier was it looks like his first feud's going to be with Ty Dillinger. I wouldn't mind just that. from something that I saw Ty, Ty Dillinger tweet about. I, honestly, I don't mind that. Like, I've, I've got no problem with taking talented guys who aren't being used and using them, even if it's for a loss. At least they're yeah. being, at least they're being used. I got no problem with that. Ty Dillinger can work. He's he's, yeah. he's very good. That would be cool. Um, It'd be nice to see him after not for about nine months. <laughs> that, well, that's true. Uh, Nakamura Styles, fill me in, man. Where are you at? What do you um, like? What do you not like? I mean, we know they've had ha-ha ups and downs, but yeah, like, give me. Where are you? Give me some stuff. I kind of. It's been. It's been an odd build, but I think it's been a good one, in the sense that the WrestleMania was the poorest match they've had. It was which is weird, right? And then yeah, every I think every match since then has kind of got better and better, mm -hmm. which is what you want. The fact that AJ Styles isn't wearing a cup 
doesn't make sense. No, I know, right? That's the weirdest. <laughs> just, 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 just put on a cup, but whatever. It's wrestling. Play. Yeah. Uh, the backlash result was an absolute joke. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I mean, I don't, why have you just double counted out? I didn't understand that. Well, I mean, the great. I tell you what. The greatest Royal Rumble end. I didn't mind, in the fact that AJ just kind of lost the plot and beat the crap out of him. Well, I mean, everything the greatest Royal Rumble. Too much. No, everything the greatest Royal Rumble. I'm happy to give a pass. It was a house show, so whatever. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> uh, but by the sounds of it, the match last week on last last week's SmackDown was amazing, and everyone absolutely loved it. Yeah, yeah, and I, I don't mind they're doing a last man standing match either. And I thought actually everything they did here was all right, to be honest. Yeah, um, it felt it felt legit, and that's the best thing about these two is they can take anything in full legit. Did not like. AJ Styles' line about you're the king of soft style after, <laughs> after Nakamura suggested a pillow fight. I thought that was ludicrous. I mean, I love, I love that Nakamura suggested a pillow fight. I like that part. The retort was awful. That's like yeah. when someone says your mum and the person responds back, no, your mum. It's like, no, you can't, you can't, that doesn't work. Uh, that was awful. It genuinely awful. It made me cringe inside. I don't like cringing at wrestling. But no, I liked yeah. all of this. Um, I think Nakamura was fan. He's... I never quite got him as a face because his his style didn't suit it. And yeah, because he's I I I I know what you mean. I know what you mean. I think his style his style is kind of a very heelish style of just kicking the crap out of people, and I don't think it quite worked as a face. But now he's as a heel. I think he's brilliant. Yeah, it's this whole uh, no speak English thing. I mean, it makes me laugh every time. He's great. And I quite like the idea, but I thought that it's stupid how they got there. The last man standing match at Man in the Bank, if Nakamura wins, I'm going to be so happy. I actually don't think he is. I think that um, I think they're going to get let Styles keep it, which I don't think is the right move. But yeah. I think you have to give it to Nakamura now. After the, after the losing to gender, I think you have to give it to him now. Expect, yeah. Otherwise, what was the point of the heel turn? Exactly right. He needs to justify that heel turn, and the best way to do that is, um, yeah, is 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 with a title win. So I hope it happens. But I like this feud. I do. I think now they've kind of they've kind of won it back after after losing it a bit, and uh, and then after that, Naomi just beat Sonny Deville to get money in the bank, and it was just there. I mean, it really was just there. I felt like I could go to the toilet should I wanted. <laughs> so um, I mean, I don't know what happened. I don't know whether the Bludgeon Brothers scared Naomi off for a few weeks, but. I know where they've been. <laughs> they cut some promos on toys, and then and and then they vanished again. So, um... but yeah, it was a solid match. Yeah, it's fine. It was fine. And yeah, we had the main event, which we talked about. So yeah, very. I mean, sometimes I think maybe I enjoy SmackDown so much because it goes so fast compared to Raw. Yeah. But no, I genuinely actually thought this was a really fun episode of SmackDown. I just enjoyed myself. I woke up, I watched it, I made my notes. I was like, I'm actually having fun now, so I can't be too upset. Yeah, I mean, every every match was what it needed to be every every segment was what it needed to be yeah i agree it wasn't anything yeah uh right it was, really good show. It, it was i agree before we wrap this up there's two things i want to talk about we'll do the sad thing first and then we'll do the positive thing last so sad then happy um right. and i guess you would have been what you would have been watching when this happened i felt it was only important today because it is actually uh 19 years today to the date as we're recording this when owen hart passed away um, now, there's nothing I can say about it. There's nothing that needs to be said in a you know, hyperbole point of way. But when I saw it all over wrestling sites this morning, and I knew I was doing a podcast today, I thought to myself, well, I would be amiss if I didn't mention it because I think Owen Hart was universally loved by all wrestling fans. Um, I think most people, even at the time, and especially in hindsight, realized he was underrated and not given the push that he should have done. Easily should have been a world champion at some point. But I also think we can agree... You know, controversy. Well, there was controversy involved, but you know what I'm talking about. Uh, surprises, I'll say. You know, I'm talking about Chris Benoit. That kind of yeah. stuff aside, which was obviously a whole other situation, which is just horrendous. This, to me, is still one. Of, well, it is the saddest thing that's ever happened in wrestling ever. You know, to see someone so universally well liked, well liked, and so talented die in the ring. Yeah. Is is well? There's no words. There's no words. So yeah, I felt like it was important to bring it up. Yeah, absolutely. It was. I, I mean, I, there's, there's. You'd be struggling to find a fan who didn't like Owen Hart. Yeah, I mean, I mean, his, his his problem was he he was always known as Owen's brother, or Brett's brother. Sorry. Yeah, no, that dude. And I guess that's always going to happen, right? Living in someone's shadow when you're part of, you know, who came first. You just can't help yeah. that. You just can't help that. So, um, 
yeah, I mean that. Yeah, yeah. I mean that, that. That's one of those things. When I saw the date and I saw people talking about, it, I thought, well, I want to mention a little something because I love Owen Hart. I did, and it's easy to say that now. Everyone says that now, but I think it's true. I think everyone did love Owen Hart, and that's the whole. Yeah. That's the whole point. So. I think kind of one of the biggest things about it was I. I remember waking up the next morning and it being on the national news. Yeah. And you're well, thinking, yeah. I mean, and that's how big a kind of moment it was. And it, it made the national news in a country that wasn't. I mean, we were kind of fairly big on on wrestling in the UK, but still, for a like wrestling news to make it onto the main news segments was kind of quite big. I remember being on the BBC. I remember driving to work. Dri- I wasn't driving to work. My mum <laughs> driving to work. My mum driving me to school. Man, I had a brain aneurysm there. And and yeah, I remember my uh, uh, yeah my mum putting the radio on and, and BBC had it. And that's when you go, fuck, man, this is yeah. this is big. This is really really big. So yeah, I wanted to mention that. Nothing else to say. What is there to say? It's awful. It sucked. It will always suck. Uh, but the positive news is that, I mean, hopefully I get a Q&A episode done this week. I always say that, though I don't. But I am planning to. It makes like a terrible person. Um, but I'm planning to. Uh, is that So this may be the last podcast I do before my second appearance as a professional wrestler. If you are in the Sheffield area on Monday, April, under May, tw- uh, Monday, May 28th, which is the bank holiday, please come down and, uh, and see me. And if not, you can go to, uh, what is it, uh, wearedefiant.com. You can sign up for Access Defiant, and you can see me on there. I am um, I'm tagging with Prince Amin. We're going against Drake and Gabriel Kidd. After that piece of trash, Drake threw me at the Rumble last month. And everyone thinks, oh, Miller doesn't know what he's doing. Well, we'll see about that. Um, so, yeah, it's at the plug in Sheffield. If you want to come down, come down. And I'll have more news for... Um, do I want to say that? If you live more central England <laughs> or southern England, I'll have more news for you soon, too. But I wanted to mention that. Whereabouts do you live, Matt, actually? Do you want to talk about that? You probably uh... want to talk about that. Well, I'm, I'm in Oxford. Oxford. So. No, I'm coming to you soon too, so keep that in mind. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. You don't have to come watch me wrestle. Blackmail you into it. Uh, but yes, if you do want to watch it, it will be on Access Defiant, which you can get at weirddefined.com. Um, yeah, and so you know, we'll see how that goes. Terrified, if anybody's interested, but also exceptionally pumped that this thing's actually becoming a real deal. Who would have thought, eh? Who would have thought I'd actually become a real professional wrestler, quote-unquote? I mean, talk about a man who's done everything he can to follow his dreams. Well, that's exactly what you've done. Or a stupid idiot. One of the two. <laughs> <laughs> One of the two things. Uh, right, okay. So I think, I think we smashed the week in wrestling. Um, I know there were some New Japan shows this week, but I haven't seen them. Have you been, do you, are you a New Japan fan, Matt? Do you watch any New Japan? Uh, I kind of catch bits and pieces from all around the the internet. But I'm, no, I've not really watched anything. No. I mean, Chris Jericho in, in New Japan is brilliant yeah absolutely he's, he's kind of a, a hark back to an old to kind of the attitude era kind of character yeah where he's just going around swearing at everyone well, and... that's that's what i did see <laughs> that what from the show i did see is fucking the most sweary promo ever to the point <laughs> i was a bit like don't need to swear that much bro like, that's actually what I, that's actually what i thought i was like there's a lot of swearing um <laughs> but uh no nah, he's great jericho's the he's, he's the man yeah um, but yeah I think it is something that wwe misses now is that kind of just just that little bit of an edge. Oh, yeah, well, they can't. They've lost it because they're a public training yeah. camp. I completely understand. But, uh, yeah, actually, there is one last thing we should talk about. And, that, and I don't want to talk too much on this because I don't know and no one knows. However, there is a fair argument, should you wish to make it, that maybe John Cena and Nikki Bella's breakup was a massive work. And more for us for buying into that <laughs> in the first place. That's all I say. That's all I, that, I'm an idiot. We're all idiots, Matt. Every single one of us. Or maybe you knew. or Maybe you didn't even care. I don't know. Um, I think it, I I don't really I mean I don't care I don't know these people no, exactly. so I like, no, yeah, <laughs> why not care what's going on in their personal life I was but like I think that, the more the longer it's gone on the more it looks like a work because of how much kind of WWE are f- yeah. focusing on it oh yeah and, and it just it just so happens to be the the start of the the Bella Twins or we are the Bellas or whatever they're Total Bellas, Shut I think it's called. Yeah. We, are, we Are The Bellas is a much better name. So if anyone from WWE listens to this, please change the name to We Are The Bellas. That's much better. I much prefer that. Um, but yeah. So yeah, I think, it's, I think it's all a work. Yeah, me too. Oh, well, we're idiots. We should have known. Hey, everyone bemoans the death of kayfabe. There you go. They got you with the relationship. So <laughs> uh, They got us with heartache. They got us. They always pull on those heartstrings. 
Matt, if anybody wants to come talk to you uh, about wrestling you anywhere on the internet that you want to give out, you don't have to give out anything. Uh, not really, no. No, there I have, you go. I mean, I have Twitter, but I use it as a as a newsfeed essentially. Uh, there we go. So don't don't do that. But you can come talk to me at <laughs> Simon at three sixteen. Uh, again, if you would like to support the podcast in any way, even a dollar, it's patreon.com for Simon Miller three sixteen. And I lost a job today, so that would be doubly great if somebody could do that. I thought I'd leave that to the end of the podcast. I don't like some kind of shill. But please give me a dollar. Join the Facebook group at Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. Uh, it's a great community in there now. Like It really is awesome. And I will make sure I get the Q&A thread in there this week that we can smash later on. If you want to ask me questions about the match, you certainly can. Um, and the YouTube channel, youtube.com for the Miller Report rules. All the podcasts got in there as well as some other videos. And I think that's all my stuff to pimp. If you're on iTunes, give it five stars. Give us a review. Tell a friend. Tell two friends. Spread the love as far as you can go. And before I leave, Matt, I just want to say thank you so much for your time. This has been awesome. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me on. And anytime. We have to come back. I know you had a uh, you had a friend that wanted to be on as well. So please let me know when you're all free. And we will do a very, very rare three-way Simon is Pro Wrestling podcast. But I'm up from that. I think that would be fun. Yeah. Sounds good. Done. Done. Matt, thank you very much. Thank you very much for everyone listening as well. We will be back very least a week today and, and if not hopefully we'll be back later in the week with a Q&A but keep watching wrestling keep having fun and I'll talk to you again soon